Hey, Miss Red listeners, I wanted to give y'all a quick intro. The episode that y'all are about to listen to, I just wanted to give a disclaimer in case anyone have experienced any trauma. My prayer is that this inspires you and it lights your torch. Listen, my friend Tony Merritt was amazing. I loved every bit of it. Thank you guys for coming every week listening to me. You know who you are. You rock. I can't wait to meet you. All right. Let Miss Red be quiet. It's time for y'all guys to listen. Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. We have been recording for a year. You better high five me. Welcome to Miss Red Podcast. I am so grateful to have you guys each and every week listen to me. It means so much. I'm so excited for this amazing interview that I have. I love when I have people on. You guys love when I have people on. They are always amazing. They are real. And the transparency just means the world to me. As I continue to tell you guys, being able to have someone who know who they are and who they belong to means a lot. I want you guys to help me welcome my amazing, real, Christ-loving friend, Miss Tony. Miss Tony, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. I just, I want you to know that I am so thankful for you, how real you are. It, it just, it means a lot. And me and you, um, every time we have a conversation, it's just like, we are able to come together and just know that we would not be who we are or where we stand without God. And that's true. a lot of people just, a lot of people don't get that because there's so many messages coming from different angles. Like in order to go to Christ, you got to be perfect or yes. you have had to let go of stuff. You're no longer struggling with anything, but mm-hmm. I was inspired to start this podcast because you struggle every day. Yes. But who's talking about it? Mm-hmm. Who's being honest Absolutely. about it? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you did something amazing. And I say amazing because it really take you knowing who you are and that your story only shows victory, not that you were, this is what you deserved, or something was wrong with you, or God didn't love you. Like, with the enemy trying to paint to each and every last one of us, you were like, no, I have a voice, and I'm going to speak. Yes. And I got to uh, hear your story in person, and I got to see it on Facebook, which was, it's just, it, it sent chills to me, because I'm serious, like, a lot of people are not talking about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And before we dive in, I want my audience to know that um, being able to hear Miss Tony's story is because she had to know, and I want you guys to know, that whatever happens to us, is to give us a testimony to be able to pass the torch for someone else. When we, when we are able to overcome, and it's hard to get through, 
And um, Tony, as me and you don't talk, just even you're married and me dating, being out here in this world, you got to be honest with where you are, who you are, and what you've dealt with. Yes, absolutely. So I'm not going to make my audience wait on this no longer. But I want you to begin to tell me what made you want to share your story? What made you want to come out like, were you just, you know what, it's 2020, 2021. Um, like what gave you that moment of saying, I'm finna say something? Well, a few years ago, um, I just kept telling God, use me. I, I need you to use me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I haven't really went to college, so I can't help people with knowledge of what I've learned in books or anything like that. But I was talking to God and I said, you know what, just I'm not letting what happened to me go to waste. Mm -hmm. Like It's not going to be something that people have done to me and then... I'm a little girl who is broken for the rest of my life. I'm not going to let that happen. And I noticed that in this particular subject that a lot of people are hurt the same way, but nobody wants to talk about it because it's a very hard subject to discuss or admit. So mm. I just told God I want to be the voice if that if that helps anybody, I want to be the voice to be able to help them or to be the voice when they can't speak out. Maybe they're still going through something and they feel like they're alone. And I want to let them know that they're not alone, that their struggles and the feelings that they have are real and they're okay to feel what they're feeling. Mm. I love that. Would you say that, um, what would be your advice to someone that just feels like, um, well, if I do come out with my story, I'm, I, everybody, I'm, it just might just be me standing alone. I don't have a misread or I don't have the community, um, maybe Miss Tony have. So what would it even matter for me to even speak? What would be your advice to them? I'm not sure, but I didn't have anybody either. Mm. Nobody, nobody talked to me. Nobody knew what I was going through. Everybody just looked at me kind of crazy like I was just, they didn't know how to help. <laughs> and so I felt alone. And, and you just know that there's possibly somebody out there that can heal from just hearing your story right. or start the healing process or just feel comfort yes. that, you know, they're not singled out or I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to put words on it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think that's great because um, no matter where someone has been like, when I first went through my divorce, I had to think about the humiliation Yes. I'm like, yes. you know, everybody's going to be like, oh, well, mm -hmm. you are a failure. You couldn't make it out your marriage. Yep. And I feel more um, 
victorious knowing that I got up and walked from a situation that didn't no longer bring me happiness. Yes. And to me, that's bravery. Yes, absolutely. You know, nobody wakes up and say, you know, let me welcome in trauma. <laughs> nobody. No. You know? No. But I feel like, um, and I, I, I just, and, and just, even the story you're about to tell, I feel that it's more um, like the enemy want to keep you buried underneath this heavy blanket so that the Mm -hmm. person who did it can continue to walk around here free when they actually got shackles on them. So, like, how do you reverse the role? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I mm don't know. No, I don't get that at all. Um, when you told your story on Facebook, um, mm-hmm. did you, before you even said anything, did you go through any spiritual warfare? Oh, yes, all the time. Yes, especially when it came down to me saying, okay, this is the day I'm going to do it. And I'm going to write it out so that I don't miss anything or my mind gets distracted. Mm -hmm. And yes, there was tons of battles, um, everything. Um, The moment that I actually a few years ago was telling God, I'm going to not deal with this anymore. I'm not going to let the devil win Mm -hmm. and let all that happened to me just, just be that. You know, I'm going to stand up and I want to share my story. And at that moment, (laughs) all kind of hell happened. Like, you have no idea. Wow. Wow. And that's how you know right there. Because people think, well, when I walk with God, it's going to be easy and butterflies. Who told you that? Yeah, not at all. (laughs) When we're helping one another, when we're trying to um, encourage and pour in and sharpen one another. Oh, warfare's coming. Yes, absolutely. After you did, after you told your story, did you receive any hate from your close ones? No, and I thought I was. I was prepared because I just Mm. could see that happening. Mm -hmm. But, um, no, I, I didn't at all. Not to my face, anyway. <laughs> I, I, hey, I love that. What you say behind my back didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I, and I love how you use the word, I was prepared. Yeah. Because you knew what I'm about to do. It's not, mm-hmm. this is not about, okay, woe me or what. Mm-hmm. This is my story. Mm-hmm. This is my truth. This is what happened to me. And I know that it's happening, and sadly to say, it is, like, more common now. Like, it's normal. Uh Yes. And it's so generational. Yeah. So who's stopping it? Who? And and I, I promise you, you do not hear about it. So I know my audience is like, okay, Miss Red, we ready to hear her story. So, Miss Tony. You can start, and you start however you want. You walk it in. I want you to be comfortable. You just let God use you, love. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. So, um, my story is very long, but I'm not going to 
take up all day to tell it. So I'm going to try to just kind of do the highlights and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but so this started like as I was conceived, um, my parents both, they, um, were both addicted to pain medication. So when I was born, um, I actually was born addicted to that. And so I had a lot of seizures for two months and I had to stay in the hospital um, because my whole life was iffy if I was going to live or not. So it started right then. And then um, I lived with my parents together until I was four. And of course they were both, um, I don't remember a whole bunch, but they were both still addicted. And um, until they died, they were both still addicted. Both of them has passed away now. But um, so I, um, after my parents died, uh, I mean, excuse me, got divorced, I lived with my mom okay. and um, from four until I was 14. So during that time, um, living with somebody who is actually addicted to pain medication on the level that she was is um it's hard on a child because i pretty much had to be the adult in the situation so i never got to actually be a child or a teenager or any of the things that um you know I don't want to say normal, but like what you see in movies, mm-hmm. the great childhood, I have no idea what that is. So that's one thing. Like I had to deal with, you know, parents being on different sorts of drugs um, and, and dealing with that. And the side effects of that doesn't actually just hurt the people doing it, but of course the children, because my mom would passed out on the sofa most of the time or in the hospital getting more medication I was left alone and I'm saying like at uh, second grade I was in the house by myself for like a week you know and taking myself to school to the school bus you know doing my schoolwork when I came home doing everything on my own and that was normal I didn't know another way so if my mom was there and she'd wake up, she would wake up in a rage and want to throw things or yell at me or it just, just violent. And so it was really disturbing. Um, I didn't have peace. I've never throughout my childhood and teenage years, I did not know what peace was. Um, that was just everyday things. And then my dad, um, was very similar. Um, he never was to the point where he just laid around and passed out, but he was functioning. Mm-hmm. So he went to work, he could do stuff, but he was also addicted to stuff. Um, some on different levels and, and rage is definitely a, a factor in that. Um, so that's kind of like that part. And then adding on to, um, sexual abuse from five of my cousins um, from the time I was four until I was nine, which was very common and constant thing. Um, One of them was a girl and that was, that messes with you all in your, all on its own, even if it was just a, 
if that was the only thing that happened, that would still really mess with somebody. Mm -hmm. Just, just that alone. So adding in everything, um, and like I said, I'm just going through the highlights. Plus, I don't want to trigger anybody's, um, you know, anxiety or or being able to hear some things because I know that if you get into details, um, a lot of people are not going to be able to. Uh, to deal with that. I don't want to add on any, any stress to anybody. So, so it was a long road like that. And then whenever, um, I got pregnant when I was 17. So I had my son when I was 17. Um, and then I actually got raped twice after that. Um, and also when I was 14, um, I got raped, but I did get to confront the guy um, he was a boyfriend of mine and when I was 14, and I got to confront him years later and let him know that that was not okay. Like, you cannot do that. And I called him out on it, and we had a conversation about it. It was not a beautiful conversation, but I felt so much better after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you need to go and talk to the people who've hurt you because sometimes that's not a good idea, yeah. but... That one person, me going to them, it, it really helped. Um, writing things down, writing down what had happened, writing down my story in details has um, helped me a lot. It has helped me see that it's it's not just in my mind. I know people who've hurt people will, will say it's just in your mind mm-hmm. or they'll put thoughts in your head and you think that you're going insane, but mm-hmm. it's... <laughs> totally them they have the issue and they're trying to deflect it on you you know what I mean right so that's a short version of what I've went through when I say man like even while you were talking and to hear you able to tell this story Mm-hmm. Like honestly, could anybody come and tell you? No, there's not a guy. That no, he's mm-hmm. he's he's mm-hmm. make believe. This is you know, it's science that's doing this. Or would you say, I know it is because of the details. I know I had to go through. I I know God was with me mm-hmm. and. Even as a child, I knew it's awkward to tell somebody who hasn't been in the same situation, the exact same situation, because a lot of times I I feel like people feel like God left them. But Mm -hmm. with me, I felt like he was with me in saying, no, I didn't stop it, but I'm here with you going through the same thing Mm. and hurting and feeling the pain, Mm. but I'm with you. You know what I mean? Instead of I abandoned you and I don't care, you know? Yes. Wow. That, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful, Seth, because I think a lot of people, um, whether they went through sexual abuse or physically you know like mm-hmm. their, their parents got um all they knew were to take a belt and and hit them or something yeah. um they they 
well, why would he allow for that to happen to me? Um, or even the child where um, their own parents sexually abused them. Absolutely. Why would the person that I trusted that, um, or, you know, birthed me or had me was supposed to care for me, uh, why would that happen to me? Um, when you were saying um, you were at home mm-hmm. in the second grade yeah. for a week doing routine things, mm-hmm. like, you know, like you can see on a movie or you can even hear someone's story and they'll say that, like, even in those moments when, like, when I heard you say that, like, that is so God being with you because how do a child just because you know of the adolescent mind how do they know someone's Mm -hmm. got to be with you yes absolutely and for you to know mm. like just how I look at my children and Mm -hmm. I see them at the age that I was and I compare like wow (laughs) like they are normal and and I of course was not like in a healthy I didn't grow up healthy so I had no idea and I looked at them and I would say could they have done this at this age could they have went to school or got up or made themselves dinner or whatever no absolutely not no and it's not okay for children to parent themselves it's not okay Mm. Mm -mm. Wow. When you became a parent yourself, um, because I have, you know, met people and they would try so hard to be better than the other parent. Yes. Um, Did you go through that or but but to where you how how was that for you when you did become a mom? Well, like I said, I was 17, so I was. a child basically and I refused to be like my parents I refused to let my children go through what I've had to go through although because of the things I've went through I messed up a lot with my children we all have a great relationship now but there was a lot of things that I really wish I would have been able to heal from the past before I had children mm-hmm. as in um, <clears throat> trying to protect them from not allowing anybody to hurt them sexually or any way I <laughs> smothered them in ways yeah. you know what I mean yeah. um, just trying to protect them and keep them safe I did not uh, with my son there was a lot of things that um, have happened with him and I still have a lot of PTSD over as in I I guess at times I trusted people Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't have you would think that I've never trusted anybody in my life but um I'll just tell you this really fast um When my son was one and a half years old, um, I was dating this guy, Mm -hmm. and 
I had to go get a check from work, which I was going to wake up my son and just go get the check and then come back to the to my boyfriend's house. But my boyfriend at the time was like, no, just leave him here. He's like sleeping. That's kind of, you know, crazy to wake him up and take him like it's only 15 minutes down the road. It's not a big deal. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So um, in 45 minutes times, I went to go get my check and came back. It probably was even less than that. Um, I came back to the house and there's two ambulances there and I was like, okay, well, I don't care what's going on. I just need to get my son. I kept telling them, Hey, I have a little boy in there. I just need to get him and then we'll get out of the way. I I don't even know what's going on and I can care less. I just need my son. Um, they pretty much picked me up off the stairs and moved me to the the grass because they were like you're not allowed to go in the house and I was like no 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 you're not listening if I can't go in the house you get my son but but the only priority I have and come to find out they were there because of my son and my boyfriend I guess my son was crying for me when he woke up and the my boyfriend at the time um couldn't handle him crying and gave him shaken baby syndrome so literally he killed my son and the paramedics brought him back to life and um that's something I regret and I'll you know I'll do that for the rest of my life um you know and I you saying this seriously like Listen, that is uh, truly, truly, truly something that is um, happening every day. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, I'm glad that you shared that because mothers, we, it, it, it totally made sense, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I um, think that a lot of um, these conversations need to be had because people are suffering in silence. Yeah. And they don't know until something does trigger them. And they don't know how they would react because he was very calm and and, and understood. You don't have to wake him up. But the... And and not that what he did was okay. And that's why I'm like, why are... Why are conversations of PTSD or mental health, sexual abuse, why is it silence and so quiet when people need to learn, like, I'm not okay, this does bother me, and I don't know how I would react? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes I just have to text my son out of the blue just because... You know, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. You know, I go back into that, Mm. reliving it a lot, you know. Um, It's getting better because, you know, my son's 25 now. He's a Marine. He's married. Um, You know, he's an amazing son. He's the best son ever. And it could have been taken away in just a second. You know, like I wasn't a good enough mom is how it feels like I didn't protect him enough you know what I mean Mm. and 
that was my only thing as being a mom is I can handle anything that happens to me. I, that is nothing compared to my children right. being hurt or protected. You know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, um, there was all my life until a few years ago, um, uh, probably four times a, a week, I would wake up with PTSD and just have nightmares and anxiety and I'd just stay awake. I'd have to get to the living room and watch TV and just cry all night long. I never slept. It was awful. Um, but that's getting better. It mm -hmm. is. Um, I don't have that hardly at all anymore, but just the way living it is, is very difficult. Right, right, absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's like the the memory um, uh -huh. is there still. When yes. when you said it's getting better, um, because I I honestly thought PTSD was when uh -huh. you're in the military, and yes. I mean, absolutely. Thank you for your son's service. Thank um, you. Mm -hmm. Just God, thank you for protecting that baby. Um, mm -hmm. even then, thank you for his amazing mom that's on the mm -hmm. phone. Like people, if you don't know who Jesus is, he's just not a myth. He's not somebody, you know, that just, he's not a Santa Claus. He's real. And mm -hmm. just to hear how this baby's life and your life and to, and, and, and to listen to you today, the healed, amazing woman you're a wife. You're an amazing mother. Um, things that, like you said, that still bother you, it's because you have a motherly heart, a motherly spirit. Um, and to know that he's out serving the country and now protecting all of us. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. Like, thank you so much for his service. But I honestly thought that that was just for soldiers until I learned. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But um, I went to intense counseling, mm -hmm. actually, last year. Okay. And um, it, it really helped me see a lot of things. They actually said um, I have complex PTSD, which means years and years of different types of abuse um and that's where a lot of it comes from i i can see now when i'm starting to have anxiety or start to have a panic attack or um just be very uncomfortable in certain situations mm -hmm. where i didn't know what was going on with me and now i can see oh those are the those are the triggers and this is what this is so it's you know, I'm 43 and just now understanding my own personal, <laughs> why I am the way I am. So it's it's kind of nice to know that I'm just not crazy and it's not all up in my head. There is a reason why I'm the way I am. Right, you know? right. Oh, I love that you, I so love that you said that. And I'm so glad that you brought up therapy because it has been a common thing running into, um, especially being single and trying to date, mm -hmm. running into yeah. broken men that yes. have been sexually yes. abused, physically Absolutely. abused, yes. or mentally mm -hmm. abused, and they don't yes. know how to love me, date me, yeah. or treat me. 
and everything can just be going so great. And all of a sudden, it, it goes left, and then I'm triggered because yes. from um, which I've talked to um, my audience about my uh, relationship with a boyfriend where he put the gun in my mouth and uh-huh. pulled the trigger back and start counting. And, and I didn't deal with that. I didn't know that that was traumatizing. I just thought, get out the situation and move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then when I'm trying to date and if a guy do a certain thing, I would react differently. And he's like, whoa, you psychopath. And I'm like, yeah. I-, I didn't mean it like that. Like, I didn't mean to respond like that. And, that, and so then yeah. that's when I started being honest about what I was dealing with. And yes. then that's Absolutely. how I learned about PTSD. So I'm glad you brought that up. Would you say someone that have been through any type of trauma in their childhood, would you agree that not going through therapy is dangerous? Yes, but let me tell you this. Mm -hmm. I went through, I went to probably six different therapists in my life. Uh, Maybe more, actually. Trying to just find answers and none of them helped actually it made me where i never wanted to go again okay. um it was completely god the reason i went this last time that was it mm, I because that. i was done i was like they either they have no idea they haven't walked through what i've walked through mm-hmm. so they can't help because you know to me I, you kind of have to know something about my story like you've got to live something to be able to tell me you can't just read it out of a book and try to help me because to me that wasn't helping or I had one therapist tell me you can't tell me anything about the sexual abuse because I have been sexually abused okay then maybe you shouldn't be this kind of therapist you know what I mean so it's really trying to find somebody who fits you and not just going one time and giving up wow I love that but you said something so powerful, though, because so many people try to do it uh, with the world, heal, uh-huh. multiple relationships, hop this, hop that. But you said until this last time, it was God. Uh-huh. Yes. And it goes back to what's true and what's not. It's, not, it's no unchanging hand there. Uh-huh. And when you say that... Um, because I've seen on, you know, different um, episodes or, you know, uh, even church messages that a person, the way that their father loved them is the way that they view God. Was that? Um, no. No? Was not for you? Okay. Not, not for me at all. Um, you know, like I said, my dad was, so I had to do this. This is what I had to do at a, a younger age, maybe when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. My dad um, was addicted to different drugs and different sorts of drugs and stuff like that. So being pain medicine and um, right now I can't think of what it is. But anyways, um, so when you have somebody that's not stable because of 
their personalities. You never know when you're going to get the anger one or the kind of loving one, and then you're not comfortable no matter what, so it doesn't matter. Um, I had to put him as an uncle. I had to look at him as an uncle. So if he called me, great. If he didn't call me, that's fine, too. If he acts crazy, that's fine. If he was loving, that's fine. Whatever. He's an uncle. He's in the uncle category that he is human. He's going to make mistakes. I can't expect him to be anything but a human. Mm -hmm. And then I had to look at Jesus, and I had to say, you know what? You're going to be my my father, my dad, my this, you know, you're going to be there if I have to just go out in the woods and just let out everything. You're going to be there with me to help me and listen, like if nothing else. And when I twisted all that for myself, when I put it in the different categories instead of the natural categories, um, that it, you know, and put it more helpful for me um i got more peace and i Mm. could love more i could actually start loving oh Mm -hmm. wow what what made you want like um did someone did you have like someone introduce you to jesus or did you want to just kind of try them out on your own like how did you get into wanting that relationship well, um, my mom was dating a guy for years, and he took me to a Southern Baptist church mm-hmm. on some of the weekends, and then some of the weekends, I would go to my dad's, and they went to um, a non-denominational church, and so I was kind of always in it, um, but both of them scared me because one was more Pentecostal and laying hands on you and stuff, and it wasn't very peaceful to me. And then the other one was, you're going to hell if you breathe. So they were both um, not not something that I was perfectly into. I I knew one day I could pick my own, Mm -hmm. and I like non-denominational, but at the same time, I just... I don't know. I I think I might have had people praying for me. I, I don't know that I don't know. But I I don't know. I guess I I look at things like this. Just because you can see it doesn't mean that it's true, that it's wonderful or anything. Mm. But but the same goes for if you don't see it doesn't mean it's not true. So wow. so if just say you can see Santa Claus and you believe in that, great. But that doesn't mean because you don't see Jesus that you don't believe in him. Like, so that's kind of where I was always. I don't know how how I got there. It's just, I guess, just how my mind works. Wow. I mean, just even listening to everything, like, you absolutely have every right you know, rightfully to not even want to know who Jesus is. Like, yes. I don't want to know yep. this God that y'all talk about. Like, no, he wasn't yeah. that for me. But I love yeah. how you said, but he was. And he was hurting with me because yeah. even when I walked through my divorce and, and my dad passed at the same time, I thought, who goes through? But God wasn't just sitting over there like life is good. He was yeah. crying with me holding me like you just felt that 
absolutely. And just to hear you at your age and, and, and listening to what you walked through and today, I mean, not, not only just your childhood, but even when you were, when you were a teenager, like mm-hmm. you continue to try and life just kept coming. But I love how you, you come right back to the father's arms. Oh yes. my, oh, that gives me chills. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, it's like my whole life, every every time I feel like, okay, I'm over that battle, mm-hmm. it's another one. Like, it's always a giant that I have to, like, not really kill, but have to defeat every, it's non-stopping. It never stops. Yes. Yep. You know? Yeah. And well, I know when things are good. Well, I'm going to prepare that the next thing that happens, we'll get over that too. Oh, wow. Look at there. And I love how you said that because it goes back to, again, the world, especially on social media, paints that Mm -hmm. everything is supposed to look good. And this is definitely going to be another episode. In fact, I'm going to try to like have like a panel we're gonna figure out anchor love you guys but y'all are challenging me this year um (laughs) but i definitely want to have a panel of um where we all begin to talk about just what what is being painted out but then what what the paint really looked like behind for instance oh i'm supposed to be happy 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 but then when someone gets on there with a testimony or a story um oh well don't nobody want to see that well don't nobody want to hear that but really the things that we see unfolding in this world is because nobody's talking about it yeah that's true because nobody wants to do we need to be there and hold each other's hands through the crap and not just the fluffy stuff exactly absolutely Mm -hmm. and and that's why i'm just so grateful um i've known you for years Mm -hmm. um and i would have and i'm serious i would have never ever thought all i seen was this very loving light always with this smile that love jesus and love people you know, that's literally when I would see you that I did not know. And that's why I'm just like, truly, he gives, like, you know, his greatest battles to his greatest soldiers, like, for real. Yeah. Because yeah. listen how you're able to let people know. And yeah. um, you're not ashamed. And no. you know, as this world continues where we're headed, um, nothing can... Um, stop me from loving him he he, you don't know what i've been through you know like yeah (laughs) uh and when you say like i prepare to fight the next you know the defeat Uh oh yeah the enemy don't like you (laughs) he don't like us not at all (laughs) and i love it because people need to hear that um with someone um that would probably be listening to this right now and they're like i could identify with this i see what she's saying but i'm just not there i'm i i I really don't want to go try counseling because i'm i'm probably on my 
you know, 10th one or 20th. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I'm done. But I really don't want to get to know your God either. I, I just think I'm better yeah. just left alone. Yeah. What would you um, say there? Like, they just want to hold their story in. They don't want to talk about it because talking about it makes them deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. What would be something that you would try to, um, you know, encourage there for someone that well, might be feeling like that? Well, there's a lot of different things that come to mind, and I don't know if I'll be able to get them all out. But one is they might just not feel comfortable sharing their story with somebody because they don't trust that one person mm-hmm. to share. And that it takes in some cases it takes that to trust one person it might not even have to be a counselor it doesn't have to be anybody it's just you know i think you said earlier um in one of our conversations it might have been this one but the shame that you feel with certain situations this is a very shameful thing but it's not your shame but you feel it you, you i don't know why we feel like we're, we're ashamed because this happened to us, but we didn't do it. So we, exactly. we don't need to hold that shame, exactly. but you need to definitely find somebody. I mean, even message me or, or whatever, if anybody feels comfortable doing that and share your story. Um, I'm definitely okay with that. If, if anybody feels okay with, you know, I need to let it out, but I don't know how, or don't know anybody to do that with. Um, I had that happen a million times and even if I'm walking into a grocery store they don't know who I am people share their story with me and I'm I'm so fine with that and I love it um with with Jesus and 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 all that um here's my thing like I have had certain times in my life where I'm just like why not really why did this happen to me but more like why did this happen to my son or my uncle just died not too long ago and why did that happen like i don't understand things and that's okay it's okay and it's okay not to want god for a minute it's okay if and i know that sounds wrong and this is not you know probably or whatever but this is in my heart yes it's it's okay i have friends that are not Christians or don't have a religion or whatever, but they still share their stories. I still love them and I still hurt for them from what they've been through and stuff like that. It doesn't make them any better or less and it doesn't make us better or less. Um, It's just different seasons of your life and Mm. and where one person is and where another person is not. You know, it doesn't, I don't know if I'm answering it right. No, 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 no. You, no, mm-mm. I, this, you, this is exactly what I wanted. Yes. I truth. don't think that they should be judged for right. where they are. Yes. Because expect, everybody's been through something. Yes. And, and if, you know, Bob's supposedly one little thing to everybody else, should, you know, help them be closer to God, great. And if, if Susie's 
big, huge things, turn her away from God, whatever, it doesn't matter. I think that we just all need to come together. Mm. And I think that Christians need to get off their high horse, and I'm sorry for saying that, but and stop thinking that they're better than everybody else and love everybody. Like that's what God would do. Jesus walked and loved. He didn't judge and condemn. Amen. So that's what I would say. And and if they feel a lot of people don't feel comfortable with Christians because of that. I, exactly. I know. I've heard it a million times. Yeah. You know. Um so those are the things. I, was there another question I might have forgotten? No, no. Oh girl. No, when I tell you you just and that is exactly where my heart is for twenty twenty two and and moving mm-hmm. forward. Like I am just really sick of, like, people nitpicking because, like I was saying earlier, because I'm there now. I go to church every week. I read my Bible. I'm this. Whoa. You a jacked up individual. Yes. Because behind closed doors, you do not know how to be kind. Well, see, and that's where I was. I was there. Here's what it was. I didn't want to tell anybody my story. I wanted to hide it. I wanted to present myself as... Um, not really fake, but I was being fake. I didn't know it. Mm-hmm. I wanted everybody to see this strong, independent woman because that's what I was. But I wanted people to see that and not be able to see what I was hurting, uh, what I was dealing with, the the pain, mm-hmm. all the stuff. Because I was so ashamed of all that, I wouldn't let that out at all. And and what it did is it hindered me from loving or accepting love and I thought I was unlovable you know and it's all because I was trying to mask it and hide it and push it down but now I'm just like I am not perfect and if you don't like it I hate it like you you don't have to talk to me but if you're going to judge me because I'm not perfect look in the mirror that's all I got amen sister amen and in fact um, that's, oh gosh. And that's my audience rock. Like mm-hmm. that. I don't even know half of them, but they just know mm-hmm. I love them. And yes. they listen because they like real. They listen yes. because that's exactly where they are. And mm-hmm. they're hearing something. And that's why I want this platform to be where you can come and completely, I keep saying, get in front of someone or have that someone that you can be naked to. And I'm glad that you pointed that out because there's so many people that are hurting in silence and yet they are dressed in the best. Yes. And this world, let me tell you something, Satan's walking around like, yeah, I'm about to expose you. I'm about to pop your wig off. I'm about to wipe off your makeup. I'm about to open up your door and it's happening. And, um, the ones like us that have went through that and we yes. understand what love really is, we're yes. going to be standing there. You want to talk? What's up? Yeah. I'm willing yes. to listen. And Absolutely. that's why I love the fact that you are who you are. You're a real woman. And mm-hmm. I tell anyone that have been through something, just like I had to go through it, I'm glad yep. that we mm-hmm. have a story that we're able to share and light somebody else's torch so they can light up and share to know that we're not out here alone, but yet we are victorious. Yes. We're not victims yep. at all. We're victorious. 
Yeah, no, we are fireballs. Yes. <laughs> we are lit. Yes. And Miss Tony, you mentioned um, not too long ago that if someone want to reach out to you, will you share a way that they can privately um, contact you? Um, I guess through Facebook would be the easiest. Okay. Um, it's Tony, T O N I, Ronald, and then Merritt, M E R R I T T. Awesome. You guys, y'all can find her on Facebook. Um, hit her up. Now, listen, as which my audience is not like that, but I always say it because um, you never know uh, what uh-huh. troll is listening. But they know not to ever come for anyone that I've ever had on here. But seriously, my audience is loving. And I just um, I said every time I record, you guys rock. I'm so thankful for you guys. Um, we are international. Shout out to my international people. What's up? Like, y'all making Miss Red feel like amazing. My head is already big. Y'all, I'm telling you. <laughs> and Miss Tony, I am beyond thankful for just this just inspiring real truth story testimony victoria's this marathon and the journey that you're on thank you for being my friend thank you for being a light thank you for this and i just cannot wait to see how god continued to use you because when you stepped out and you made that facebook post girl you knocked down walls you hear me yeah and i love you so much and please continue to let that light shine um i don't know if you're gonna write a book or start your own podcast (laughs) i I have actually god has put it on my heart to write a book for the last six years but Mm. i haven't i haven't gotten anywhere so yeah well baby just pick up a pen and a piece of paper (laughs) because you got truth knowledge and wisdom Seriously, you really do. And I want my audience to be able to listen to every bit of this. I don't want any of the recording cut off. So I am, uh, is there anything that you would like to leave Miss Red audience with before we close out? You're not alone. Just you're not alone. I love it. I love it. And we seriously mean that. And for anyone that's listening to this, I want you to know, you may not know what we look like, personally know us or anything, but seriously, you are not alone. We are as one. And that's going to become more and more than um, the reality as we continue to journey through life and people continue to be exposed. But Mm -hmm. I am definitely looking forward in the future to have conversations about things like that. Because um, I love how you said, as Christian people, we need to start loving everyone. When I tell you, I can't wait for a panel of that. Because, yeah, that's going to be another fireball, too. Because that's that's just the truth. And, um, Tony, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I love you you. dearly. You are such an inspiration. For real. Thank you. You have just, like truly just sharpened me today and I want to close out by telling my audience 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for stopping by. Signing out, Miss Red.